if you're headed out on the bicycle for more than about an hour, you need to be eating in order to perform and to feel your best. But it's hard to know, like, what should you eat, when should you eat it, and how much should you be eating? And let me tell you, a lot of what we've seen modeled around us is not the correct way to be fueling on the bike. And the problem is that eating the wrong things like gels or even eating too much of the right things can cause major GI distress. It can cause dehydration and it can just cause you not to perform as well as you should. On the other hand, if you don't eat enough or at all, which is something I see women who are trying to lose weight do all the time, then your performance on the bike is going to suffer there too. Another issue that we as women have with on-the-bike nutrition is that we've been following advice tailored for men. Shocker, right? And women have quite often very different needs when it comes to our cycling nutrition. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you nine tips for fueling on the bike so that you can feel and perform at your best. That's coming up after this intro. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your community here. The first piece of advice I have is to eat, not drink your calories. And this is probably going against a lot of what you have been told in the past. I know I was. When I first started endurance racing, everybody told me that the thing to do was to drink heed. And if you're not familiar with heed, it's like a very high calorie drink. And what happened for me personally was I'm following the advice that everybody's giving me and I was always sick to my stomach and I always had trouble f- finishing these 24-hour races that I was trying to do because I was trying to get too many of my calories through my drinks. And the truth is that for most women, drinking calories is going to lead to GI distress. It can also actually cause dehydration. I'm not a scientist. I'm not explaining the science, so I'm not even going to try. But if you want to know kind of more about the science and the logic behind that, go out and follow Stacey Sims, Dr. Stacey Sims on Instagram. She also has a great book called Roar that every female cyclist should go read. I recommend it on nearly every podcast episode I do on training or fueling or eating she's absolutely fantastic but anyway getting back to the topic don't drink your calories eat your calories and let me just put in here as a caveat that doesn't mean that you should never use a drink mix Um, there are great drink mixes and these drink mixes can be super important especially when you're doing longer or hotter rides where you need to replenish electrolytes and water alone just isn't going to cut it Um, and it's even okay if these drink mixes have a little bit of glucose but what we don't want is for these to be your primary calorie source you should be getting your primary calories through food and if you do want to learn more about drink mixes and hydration Um, I will include a link to both 
um, an article we've done on some of the best drink mixes that we've reviewed, and also to a guide that I have and a podcast episode I have on hydration. Okay, so now that we know we're supposed to be getting our calories through food, what kind of food should you be eating? And tip number two is eat real food. So we have all been massively duped. There is a massive marketing machine out there that's been telling us for years that we'll go faster and feel better on the bike if we buy and eat their products. So rather than eating real food, we're all eating gels and bars and energy drinks, and they're simply not optimal on-the-bike nutrition. Optimal on-the-bike nutrition is real food, and I mean real food that your grandmother would consider a real food. If you've ever felt sick on the bike, switch to real food for a while, and I promise you're going to notice a massive difference. So what kind of real food should you be eating? Um, my go-tos are bananas, sandwiches cut up into bites. Um, I like peanut butter sandwiches. I like turkey and cheese sandwiches, homemade cookies. Um, I'm a big fan of putting whatever I ate for dinner the night before and or dessert in little Ziploc baggies and taking those along to eat. And if you want more ideas of real food that you can eat on the bike, I highly recommend Alan Lim's books, especially his Food Zone Portables cookbook. It gives you a ton of ideas of things that you can put in like little tin foil packets and take with you and things like baked eggs and rice balls and rice cakes. And he just has so many fantastic, fantastic ideas of things that you can take with you that aren't pre-packaged um, bars and gels. Third piece of advice is to eat between one and one and a half calories per pound per hour. So that means a 130-pound woman like myself should be eating around 130 to 195 calories per hour. And this is probably a lot fewer calories than you have heard suggested elsewhere in the past. And that is because as women, we simply... Um, can't really digest more calories per hour than that. Tip number four is to set a timer and eat small amounts at a time. So some people are really good about eating on the bike, and that might be you. I am not one of those people, and if you're not either, then make sure you're setting a timer on your phone or on your Garmin somewhere to remind you to eat frequently. And I like to take a few bites of something about every 30 minutes. Um, you might want to even do it every 15 minutes. I would recommend not going more than 30 minutes at a time without having something to bite. And it's also so much easier for your body to digest the food if you're eating small amounts at a time. So we know that you want to be eating about one to one and a half calories per hour per pound of body weight, but you shouldn't be eating all of those calories at one time during the hour. Break it up into a couple times per hour as opposed to once an hour or once every couple hours. Tip number five is not to confuse dehydration with hunger. So we've all experienced the dreaded bonk, probably had it on a long ride, and you hit a wall and you assume that you have not had enough calories, so you reach for a gel. The truth is, is that most of the time when we bonk, it's not because we're hungry, it's because we are dehydrated. And so our focus on the bike really needs to be more on hydration than it does on food. And that's not 
me saying that you shouldn't still, if you're bonk, not have some calories. You should have some quick, simple sugars to get your blood sugar back up. But make sure you're drinking as well and not just assuming that you need to put more food into your body. Tip number six is to aim for a mix of macronutrients. So, so many of those gels and bars and things that we've been told to eat on the bike are carbohydrates. And yes, absolutely, carbohydrates are important on the bike. But the longer we ride, especially like on endurance events, so if you're training for a century ride, for instance, you're needing to take in a mix of macronutrients, fats and proteins, as well as carbohydrates. And because most of those gels and bars, etc., are so heavy in carbs and low in protein and fat, this is where eating real food can help a lot, right? So if you're eating a turkey and cheese sandwich on bread and they're cut up into bites, you're getting fat and protein in addition to carbs. Eating real food make, helps make sure that we're getting that mix of na- macronutrients that we need. Tip number seven is to pay attention to what kind of sugars you're eating, and they're not all created equal. So in addition to eating things like sandwiches, which we know are really important, simple sugars can also be really helpful on the bike for those moments, especially when you're feeling like your blood sugar is a little low and you need a quick boost. But the important thing is to understand that not all sugars have the same effect, so you need to look at the label before you pick something to eat on the bike. What we want to focus on is eating a blend of glucose, dextrose, and sucrose. And these are found in candies with good old cane sugar. And I'll also mention, well, I've been really down on eating the gels and the bars and that kind of thing. What is okay to eat sometimes are the sports blocks and chews. So like, for instance, I really like the cliff shot blocks. And those have um, the correct kind of simple sugars and are okay to eat as long as you're also eating Um, real food on the bike as well. You also want to make sure you're avoiding fructose, which is found in um, fruit and also in a lot of fruit-based bars. It is okay to have some fruit. You just don't want to overdo it because that can cause GIA distress. Um, You don't want to have, same thing, you don't want to have high fructose corn syrup. That fructose can cause all kinds of GI distress. And you also want to avoid like fake sugars, like sweeteners, like stevia. Tip number eight is to experience with what works best for you. So I've already given you an idea of what you should be eating, when you should be eating, how much you should be eating, but you need to experiment with what works best for you. And I highly recommend doing this before you go on a big event. So don't wait until you're on a century ride to try and experiment and see how it's going to work. Do this on your training rides. And if you've had you know, GI distress problems in the past, or you've had issues with bonking on rides, I'd highly recommend kind of like journaling while you're training. Write down what you ate during the ride and how you felt and how your tummy felt afterward and dial in what's going to work best for you. And and the other thing is what's palatable to you, right? So just because something tastes good at home doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to taste good to you on hour four of a bike ride. And it's important to figure out what those things are ahead of time. And my final tip is to eat for recovery after your ride. So fueling doesn't end when you step off the bike. And just a couple podcast episodes ago, I did 
a podcast on recovery fueling, and I'd highly recommend going back and listening to that. But essentially, within 30 minutes of finishing a ride, and this isn't every single ride, but anytime where you're putting in a hard effort or riding for quite a while and, and finishing the ride feeling depleted, then you need to make sure that you're eating within 30 minutes after your ride and that you're eating a significant amount of protein and also carbs mixed in. And that's really going to kickstart your recovery so that the next ride you go on, you start out feeling well and feeling fueled. So that's about it. This is a quick episode, short and sweet. Um, Do not let all of the marketing hype out there make you believe that on-the-bike fueling is complicated. It is not. Just focus on eating real food on the bike, eating sandwiches, bananas, cookies, jerky, potatoes. Um, Some blocks and chews are okay. Some gummy candies are okay as long as you're mixing those things in with real food as well. Again, highly recommend the Food Zone Portables Cookbook if you're confused on what kinds of real foods to be eating or you just need ideas of things that might taste tasty to you on hour five of ride. And what you should not be eating are gels, liquid calories like Gatorade or Heed, and you should not be eating fructose, high fructose corn syrup, stevia, or sucralose. I hope this helped you. I hope you go out and experiment on your next ride with fueling correctly for your body. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go out and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcast episodes. That helps us grow this podcast and reach more women. I appreciate you. I hope you get in a bike ride this week and we'll chat with you again next week.